Welcome to the All Bets Are Final podcast, a podcast where three guys give you unsolicited sports opinions and unqualified betting advice. Here's your hosts, Josh Long, Dylan Holt, and Ben Kozab. Welcome, everybody, to the All Bets Are Final sports podcast. It's the only podcast where you can get all the unsolicited sports opinions and unqualified betting advice that your heart can handle and keep you coming back for more, because that's what we do. We keep you coming back for more. And speaking of comeback, Dylan's still not here, but with me tonight <laughs> is our the, the face of the show, the one that everybody loves. Josh, we miss you long time, long. Love you long time. Love you a long time. Yeah, sorry. Fuck that one up. Um, can we redo this? We're going to have to recycle this. Let's start over. It's it's Thursday, February 15th. This is a day after Valentine's Day. It is the day closer to 314, which every man in the world should be prepared for that day because it's a glorious day. Um, but if you're like me, you had a great Valentine's Day because I spent my Valentine's Day going to dinner. And then wound up at Costco and then wound up at Lowe's only to be back at Lowe's again today. And we'll be back at Lowe's again tomorrow. And if you're playing the home game, that's because I'm in a remodel process right now. So um, there's a lot of money being spent and I don't enjoy it. But I do enjoy it, but I don't enjoy it. I'm I'm at a loss here. What's uh, what's significant at about 314? It's taking a blowjob day. This is You've the never first heard never, never heard, heard of, of this. this. No, what? I've never heard it. You were like to... you're like almost forty, and you ne- honest Gosh. to God, I've never Gosh. heard of this. Oh my God! All right, hold on. We're gonna have to put this uh, podcast on pause while I I'm like it. I'm like trying to Google this like three fourteen. I'm like, what's the significance? I have no idea. Okay, this comes up with a Bible verse like. Exodus so, 3.14. Uh, I'm going to share you the Wikipedia page for it. Oh, good. That's, That's legit. Oh, Josh. Oh, how, how did that happen? What do you mean, how did that happen? Like, how That's does, how, how was. This, this, I remember, started when I was in college. <laughs> the United States male response to Valentine's Day. <laughs> We do things fun here in the United States. To all of our international listeners, if you're not aware of 314, and I say this because I have to, for those of you who don't listen uh, very close to the podcast, we actually have a really decent international following. We're listened consistently in the same places across the globe. We're in like nine different countries. Um, it's actually quite humbling to think about and quite, uh, I'm, I'm really grateful. You know, we're very grateful for that because... Um, when we also, started, why show, the hell are they listening to us? Well, well, I mean, listen, we could be their only, we could be their mainstream typic. Like, you know, they're like, fuck ESPN. I'm tired of these goons. I'm tired of yeah. this, I'm tired of that. You know, we got to get the goods. And, and this is where you get it at the all best for final sports podcast. We, um, we answer to no one. That's right. We have the freedom that everybody dreams of. Because we're the all bets are final sports podcast. You thought I was going to say because we're America, um, and and America is great, but there's a lot of other great freedom 
countries out there with the exception of the fact that America's freedom is interesting. I, I didn't, I lost my train of thought. I didn't know where we we're going with that one. Now I'm talking out my ass, but speaking about my ass, what's in my mouth? What's in your mouth? Uh, so, uh, I, I, you got a text from me earlier about some wrestling, wrestling. Uh, so I, I opened up, uh, another Coors Live. Hey, look at that. Your bullet. Yeah, I'm, than my I'm bullet. on the silver bullet train. Yeah. These are the, these, this is what they, this, this is still silver bullets left over from the, um, golf outing. Oh, how much so, you got left of that? Uh, like three. Oh, okay. Oh, you're making a good dent on it. Well, yeah. That was back I mean, in September, uh, right? Yeah, October, September, somewhere in there. Yeah, somewhere in the fall. I think it was October. I don't know. Anyway, um, when I... Whatever that day was, it was Yeah, hot. when I came home with that beer, I had just, like, we had... So my the fridge in the basement is just loaded with different options. And sure. for whatever reason, like we went on a beer hiatus or something for a while and stopped drinking it. But we had, I had a case of McUltra. We had a case of Miller light. We had a case of Bud light in there. There is blue moon. There was Oktoberfest. There was, um, you know, there's still a couple of these odd, like shit that Dylan would drink type beer. It's like fucking beer with like rosemary and oregano or something. It's fucking weird, but, um, we love you, Dylan. you know, yeah. Wait, it's, it's fucking Dylan. um yeah and and so like i just been drinking all right the bud light's still in there um all the other beer is pretty much gone the rosemary shit i'm not drinking i refuse um and now i'm down to my last mick ultra and i've got uh coors light and just for the record if i'm drinking a light beer it's either gonna be oh the little bat blue was in there too Mm. I like blue light, but Miller light is my go-to when it comes to beer. So, um, but I'll drink everything else. I, I like it. Listen, when it comes to alcohol, I don't discriminate unless you're rosemary, sour bullshit, whatever that is. I don't know what that is. It's not good. But yeah, so that, that's, yeah. that's how we got to that beer state. But um, yeah. And, and you know, Dylan, fuck you for being, you know, father of the year still. Damn it. Yep. We miss you. We miss you. Come back. Come back, please. Josh, please. Josh can't do this alone. He needs you because <laughs> you guys have been carrying my ass the last God knows how many since Dylan left us. Well, I mean, this is it's all for one and one for all. It's oh that's we're uh, it's very three, three musketeers of you. I it, we're only as good as our weakest link. And, and we're that only we're great. Cause we're not weak, right? We're not weak. We're only as, you know, our tripod is only a tripod. If there's a tripod, you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. But with that third leg you got going there, you're your own tripod. So, <laughs> um, but you know, it's, it's a wild week, right? So this is a week without football. First so, week, yeah. First week, and you know what my wife got me for Valentine's Day? Um, I had scallops. I took her out to dinner. Oh, you did? Um, oh, and the scallops were fucking phenomenal. They were some really? of the best scallops I had in a long time. I like it's hard to find like good scallops because you can easily overcook them, especially the jumbo ones. 
Mm-hmm. And these were these monstrous fucking things. Uh, what's the name of that place? Is it R&H or H&R? Hold on. Let me go to my open table app. Um, Iron Points. I don't know what those points ever give me. R.H. House. It's in Rochester. Um, location was suspect, but it was it was really good. I was actually quite impressed. Um, they don't over gouge you for wine. Okay. Happy about that. Although I didn't even drink wine, but they had this old fashioned. It might have been one of the best old fashions I've ever had. Instead of using sugar, they used honey. Mm. And I don't, they didn't disclose the type of bourbon. Normally, when you order old fashions, they'll ask you what type of bourbon. No, no, they, they, it wasn't advertised the type. It was a good one. Whatever they used, it, it went really well with how they had it set up. And I may have had a handful of those. That was good. But anyway um did you do anything fun for valentine's day so we uh she worked she ended up uh picking up a shift so she left at about 5 30 um i was on the road for a little bit uh that day uh she got me uh like you know candy and stuff and a card and a, and a gift card to chipotle because i love chipotle and uh well is your jam what's your go-to at chipotle <clears throat> uh brown rice chicken Queso and lettuce with cheese. Is this a burrito or a bowl? Bowl. Okay. And then uh, if I'm feeling, because I usually have it with chips at home, like some tortilla chips. Yeah. Or I get some of their lime chips, which is really good. I like their lime uh, salted chips. Nice. They're very, very good. So she got me that. And I got her, like this year, I didn't do flowers. I did something that like would be useful. And that's not watch it die. So... Uh, I got her a like, Calusa bush. Well, I got a. Uh, I, I don't know what that is. I got a. Uh, they're they're popular in Florida. Oh, okay. I got. Does it kill you? No, I I, I, plant, you? I ripped out these nasty old fucking. When I bought moved into that place that down there, and I bought that place, I ripped out all the the greenery in the front, almost all of it in the back, because she had overgrowth and overabundance and they were sharp this one thing like fucking stabbed me in the head when i was walking by and it was bad uh so i ripped all that out and put in these calusas there's those green thick leafy round leafy looking things and oh. you can buy them and then you can trim them down and just whatever and they look good um but anyways so i got uh i i so you know we do this for the christmas thing too we do like an amazon list so we just have it running for the year. And then I got her like a bag that she had on there. Plus like some other things that would have cost the same amount of money. Had I bought like $80 bouquet of roses. Yeah. And then it does, it'd be useful for her to use rather than watch it die in a week. So that's no, 100%. That's, that's, it. that's great. And I'm sure your husband of the year for that. Um, Possibly. No, that's awesome. That's one of those things. Like this was like the first year, I think in a long time that my wife and I both didn't put a really whole bunch of effort into. Yeah. Uh, we kept it simple because we were, we wanted it to be special for Brent. Right. So we, um, like I got her yellow flowers because every time we go to the store, she has a melt on if she sees yellow flowers and we don't buy any. Mm. Um, so she was super excited about that. And Betsy got her card in a balloon. She's addicted to balloons. Okay. Um, still it's her favorite thing. Like balloons. She's got like this one this fun story. Shout out to Nordstrom Rack. No free plugs, but you're getting one here. Um, Thanksgiving, Black Friday, when my sister was in town. It wasn't even Black Friday. It was like the Saturday. It's that weekend. 
we go to Nordstrom at uh, Somerset Mall in Troy, mm-hmm. and we go just to walk around and let let Bryn run around. And my uh, my nephew and my sister were in town, so they came with. Um, my sister bought my nephew some um, sneakers. Okay, and they she was like she took one of their red balloons it was just a normal balloon with helium in it or whatever not i don't think it was helium i think it was, it was one of those balloons it was on a stick you know um and uh it's just a normal but it's not like one of the uh like metallic ones it's like an actual just a regular balloon and it says nordstrom on it's red with white letters um and they got it and they gave it to Bryn and she loved it right well the stick broke like the next day which is not uncommon that balloon is still blown up and still hey. in her fucking house nice and she plays with that thing all the time she likes to play keep it up in the air you know um yeah. she likes to play that with my father so that's that's kind of a, a fun thing but yeah no shout out to Nordstrom and their awesome balloon by the way that's, that's I don't know where you get those but those are the ones that people need we all need a balloon in our life to blow it up and watch it. That's all we do. Yeah. Yeah. Last longer than a week usually. Um he still has like this life size Grinch balloon that we got for her for Christmas <laughs> still. That's stands up and everything. It's pretty wild. But um well that's good. It sounded like you had a good day. You way to go on the gift. I was gonna ask you, do you guys have like you have you probably share an Amazon account, but you have your own separate logins, right? So or we whatever, so actually that... we still haven't put ours together yet. Like we still have our own individual accounts. We just share our lists. So it's kind you of guys, one of those. It's kind of one of those guys, things where you, you kind of oversight. Play, play for Prime. It's an oversight. Like we were like, oh, like when we get our bill, like when I get my bill, it's oh, like because you pay annually. Like, yeah, because it's like, oh, we need to do that, and then we forget, and then next yeah. Year so comes. so now they have a thing because like we have one set up right, and you can put, you can create your own profile. To where, like, if I went on my profile and ordered it, even though it's through the same Amazon account, yeah, my wife doesn't get the email notification that I ordered something through her account. Um, okay. But if you guys got a separate one, that's great, because I was going to say, like, did she know? <laughs> but here we are. I mean, I mean yeah, because they didn't show up. So I was like, well. It didn't show up in time? No. You know, if you complain well, to Amazon, was, they'll give you they'll give you like. Well, no, it, the, so the bag is is something that wasn't prime. Like you get prime uh, shipping, it was, but it, it wasn't, wasn't a prime. Like, okay, you get free shipping, but it wasn't like prime shipping. Yeah, so, they gave you like a date, a time, a date range, and it yeah. didn't show. Yeah, yeah. That's um, interesting because those are always fifty fifty. I've ordered ones that are like, oh, date range is like two weeks, and then it shows up two days later. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. hopefully it'll be here soon, but like. So that's why I got her. I she got me those uh like chocolate caramel or caramel uh stuffs like uh I forget what they're I don't like the lint or whatever. I don't know, but it's milk chocolate which I like and then inside is caramel and I love them and I freeze them cuz I like I like a I like oh. a good frozen uh chocolate dessert. I do it at the Chuck's bars. I do it with uh I do it with crunch bars and Hershey bars are the best. Like just milk chocolate Hershey bars, in my opinion. Reese's too are really good. Yeah, and it's Easter. So that means the Reese's eggs and out of all the variations of yeah. their, their stuff, the eggs are the best. It's the most appropriate and most consistent 
combination of chocolate or ratio to chocolate to peanut butter. I, you know, you could sit here and tell me somebody could be like, you know, it's the same ratio for all of them. They just change the shape. I don't give a shit. The eggs taste better than yeah. any other form of the Reese's thing. But I am a Kit Kat guy too. So my oh yeah, good Kit Kat little... frozen. I like a Dude. good frozen uh, uh, candy. I'm gonna, I'm gonna that... piss everybody off and eat this on, on the podcast and chew obnoxiously. Loud. Okay, you you ASMR. Uh, section of our our podcast is happening right now with Ben chewing. Actually, it's not picking up. Like I can't hear it, so that's good. That's good. You know, so for everybody who's not playing the home game, ASMR is a subjective experience of low-grade euphoria characterized by a combination of positive feelings and a distinct static-like tingling sensation in the skin. It's commonly triggered by specific auditory and visual stimuli and less commonly by intentional action control. Mm. So there you go. Yeah. So Ben, if this doesn't work out, you can make an oil only fans page and do ASMR and just eat Kit Kats. Yeah. And show feet. Cause apparently that's pretty big. I swear to God. I keep telling Betsy every time we turn around for something for this house, um, you know, it, First of all, it's 2024, and I'm still living in 20, 2006 prices. And so yeah. I go to the store, and I'm like, wow, yeah, that's no longer $200. That's now $1,000. That's great. Love that. Yep. And then that's, I'm that's talking about- That's your old about, dad co- coming in, you know? That's that. Yeah. That's the dad coming Back in. Back in my day. Yep. Well, and to be honest, like I've never done a full full remodel like this before. I've done updates and like little things here and there. Like I replace a toilet or, you know, some faucet handles. Like I'm doing, we're doing a full, like almost a full gut, right? Mm-hmm. So people love it and all that, all that stuff. So we're on bathtubs. So they got the gut of the bathroom and we're, we're putting a 60 inch vanity in there. So we have the double sinks. Um, we're moving a wall to make that happen, but we're losing our entire uh, linen closet to make that happen. Um, but thankfully, the vanity's got great storage, so we'll deal with that. But mm-hmm. um, we're sitting there looking at bathtubs, right? Well, my wife wants a taller one, so it has a bigger soaking depth, so she can actually take a bath. Like she, We had a big bathtub at her last place, right? So she loved using it. Yeah. So she's like, I need something I fit in. And I was like, well, if you fit in it, that means I'll, you know, there's a good chance I might fit in it. Not that I take a bath very often, but like, you know, you know, if I kill myself or something, I need Epsom salts or something that comes in handy, right? Yeah, I was going to say, you have a good workout. You need a cold bath type of situation. Yeah. yeah. Make your own like cold plunge type thing. Yep. Um, so I do that too. And we're talking. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I used to love the steam room. Um, back when I knew the steam room at the gym that I used to manage and I knew it was clean, I definitely use it. But guys, like if you, if your gym has a steam room, don't fucking use it. Mm, if you've never gross. seen any, any worker out there with a fucking mop and bucket and, and chemicals cleaning anything, don't go in the fucking steam room. Uh, I mean, I, I would s- just, I, I sat there and watched fucking rich old men blow snot rockets, piss, shave themselves everything in this in this place because they think they're a entitled 
because they pay a maintenance fee of $39 once a year, so they're entitled to trash the fucking place and ooze their shit all over the place. Guys are fucking gross. Mm. Mm-hmm. I was going to watch this doctor in, in the fucking blown snot rockets on the floor in the fucking locker area where it was carpeted at the time. Oh. I was like, what are you doing? And like I had to talk to these people too. It was like you, you're some kind of an animal. Like who the fuck does that? <laughs> I just don't understand it. I don't. I don't. People will do some. I mean, I do disgusting things. Like I like to, like my wife's in the car, roll up the windows and fart. You know, stink out the place just to piss her off. Like that's funny. <laughs> that's but, just a good time. But like, I just don't understand that fucking shit. Like people are fucking. People are doing fucking gross. Um, if yeah. you're a gross person and you listen to this podcast and I offended you, I don't care. Um, stop it. Just stop doing what shoving you're doing. chocolate in my mouth to make you tingly and euphoric. Um, but anyway, speaking about tingling and euphoric, well, you want to dig into the Super Bowl? Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm super like not wasn't into the game at all. I watched it. I missed the entire halftime show just because I don't whatever. It's after like so. Let's start with the halftime show, just because you missed it. Great, fill me in. Um, Usher is a fucking G. Like he, he's good. He sounds good. He looks good. Nostalgia, nostalgia in there. And when they fucking had Ludacris and Little John get on stage and do yeah, I was like done. This is great. A lot of people hated it. Mostly old white men, but a lot of people hated it. Why are the Usher on here? This is a bad. This Super Bowl suck. Listen, they're all not going to be fucking great. You know right. what I mean? Like one year we had Fergie trying to sing like uh, Guns N' Roses. Sounded like me. It sounds like me at karaoke <laughs> at Wellington Pub on a drunk Friday or Saturday night. Um, it's not good. Like there's bad ones. Usher was awesome. I don't care what you say. Usher was better than last year. Mm. Now, Rihanna wasn't bad. She sounded good. I didn't care about the display or whatever. But then you go back a couple years ago when you got Eminem and 50 Cent and G-Unit. I don't think I watched that either. Oh, you missed the Eminem, uh, Dr. Dre, uh, Snoop Dogg, 50 Cent? Yeah, because I was working up at the shop which was like an hour and 10 minutes away so i left and i missed the entire halftime show which I, what i watched it anyways no yeah, i probably no, wouldn't have no remember when wrestling used to have a halftime show they used to no. do uh no <laughs> go back and I, find this the stadium wrestling match between the rock and mankind balls kind of anywhere match i'm I'm going back to rewatch this stuff because I've wa- never watched it in the first place. You'll have to find it. It won't be on Raw or SmackDown or whatever. It's going to be on a Sunday night, a Sunday night heat or whatever. Is that worth adding into the rotation? At, well, no. we should say that for when we talk no. about wrestling. You no, know, you could probably Google like the top 10 Sunday night heat moments and just watch those on YouTube. You don't need to watch that to rotation. Okay. Most of the time it was... Like it started, I think, as like the pre-show to the pay-per-view, mm. right? So you'd have like the the bullshit matches on the pre-show, mm-hmm. and then like it a turned dark into match, its own, yeah, sort of, and then it turned into its own show. 
they would do that because they, you know, pay-per-views were three hours long and they had to cut off and they had to be done at the three hour mark because otherwise they get, they just shut off. They didn't own it like the peacock today to where they can go as fucking long as they want without repercussion. Yeah. So, um, that's a big deal. So to get everybody's matches in and, and fill the card, they would do a pre-show. Like they used to even like with something when they first started the premium live events, I'm pretty sure they used to do at least one match on the pre-show. They don't even do that anymore. Mm. But, but yeah, no, I was kind of with you on the Super Bowl. Like I wasn't, I wasn't really into it. I mean, for me, I felt like, you know, and KJ is going to hate me here on this one, but, um, um, I picked Kansas city to win. Like I was like, it's Mahomes. It, it, to me, it's like Tom Brady in the playoffs again. You don't bet against Tom Brady. Right. Tom Brady's in the Super Bowl. I'm gonna pick Tom Brady. Pat Mahomes in the Super Bowl. I'm taking Pat Mahomes. Um, mm-hmm. he's got three now in what five years? Yeah, I think so. Right. So, so his first Super Bowl was Niners and Chiefs, and then it was Tampa Bay and Chiefs, and then it was uh, Eagles and Chiefs. And now it's that was Niners and Chiefs. So yeah, he won three out of the four. He's, he's been, been Super to. Bowl four times, and the other time he made it to the AFC Championship game. Like he's already on pace to uh, catch Tom Brady's like playoff win and playoff game record. I'm sure. Yeah. Um, I don't think he. I mean, s- six with one team, seven total. Seems like a an un achievable um goal right mm-hmm. but if he keeps playing like he is he's going to break a lot of tom brady's record so um and in a lot shorter time as long as he can avoid major injury and they continue to find success um you know the thing with tom is as players left the team it seems like his team evolved and got better you know mm-hmm. the fact that they lose like a west welker and they get it they get a julian edelman who won an MVP in the Super Bowl? Like that's crazy, right? Tom Brady's your quarterback, and Julian gets the MVP. Um, so I, I was like, yeah, it's it is what it is. I think I was kind of deflated, to be honest, a little burnt. Uh, yes, um, you know, a little football burnout, but uh, I was a little deflated after the after the Lions uh, lost because I'm sitting there watching that game. I'm like the Lions should be in this game, but they also shouldn't because they they. We choked in that last game, so, um, you know, not to put them. I'm not, that's not a put down to them. They made it to the NFC Championship and won two playoff games. Something they haven't. It was a remarkable year. We talked about that. Yeah. Um, but we had the Niners, which I I wanted. The, I kind of wanted the Niners to win, but I I knew the Chiefs. I knew the Chiefs were going to win. Um, that's where my money was, and that's where we we were successful, right? So, um. Not an overly exciting game in terms of the offensive prowess, but defense was exciting. You know, usually the low-scoring games are not that fun to watch, right? That game, I actually enjoyed it, the defensive, because it was like offense would do good, 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 good turnover, right? And then it was the same thing the other way, right? Um, But then, you know, 49ers turned the ball over in the red zone, and they missed that extra point kick. And like all this stuff, Jake Moody breaks a record. Then Harrison Bucker beats, breaks the record right behind him. 
Um, which it blew my mind that when he kicked, what was that, a 54 yarder or something? Yeah, like that? something like that. That was the longest field goal in Super Bowl history. I'm like, what? Yeah. How was that and then, possible? And then it gets really broken. Think, like the years Vinatieri was in there and everything. I like, no, Vinatieri, yeah, and Guskowski, yeah. How many Super Bowls he was in? Yeah, yeah. And Guskowski could kick a ball. Yeah. Um, both of those guys could. It, it was just interesting. I was pissed that Gronk missed that fucking kick. Um, so I missed out on my free because I chose. I thought that he would make it. Should realize it's Gronk. He'd fuck it up. Um, <laughs> Super Bowl commercials were a little deflating this year. There, like, I don't remember. The, the, I like the Christopher Walken BMW one. Yeah, that was good. I, that was decent. <laughs> um, I believe Coors Light had an okay one. Look at L Cool J, whatever else. Um, the Dunkin' Donuts, Tom Brady, Ben Affleck, Jennifer Lopez. I love that. I um, like the uh, uh, Vince Vaughn and Tom Brady. Yeah, that one. was cool. Yeah, you know, you're not you want Tom to Brady. watch Tom. Right. Yep. They um, that Tom Brady was in almost like every fucking commercial. So the dude just probably made his whole football career salary just in, <laughs> in advertisements. Yeah. At least covered um, his Fox deal. I mean, geez. Yeah. Well, I mean, the Fox deal is he, he's not even touched that yet, right? No, he it's like started. It's like it's like what three hundred million dollars or something like that. He probably made that in a couple Super Bowl ads here. Well, it's all contingent on him actually going to work, and I think he's just enjoying life too much right now to want to yeah be the week in and week out guy. He, he likes, I think, just dropping in. Um, and why wouldn't think, you? You know. I mean, he when you're regarded as it's like when Jordan gets involved with shit. I was listening to an interview the other day though, where Jordan was talking about why he can't coach. Thought that was a little intriguing. He just doesn't have the patience to deal with. Like he's like, it'd be unfair for these guys for me to expect them to work the way that I did, you know, and, and hard like I did when they're working hard like they are. Um, mm. And he goes, I just don't have the patience for it because I would want them to do what I want them to do, and that's not what they're there to do. So. Well, it's just like anything. It's like it's a different time than what you came up in. Like even like if you think about how you, like, for instance, today they're like I was at work and people are talking about how they're not gonna like kids are not gonna have school Friday or Monday or whatever it is. I'm like, for what? I mean, like when I was in school, we we had like Christmas off. And Thanksgiving and stuff like that. We didn't have like President's Day off. We didn't have like freaking like any of these like Valentine's Day off or what. I mean, what are they doing? And that's I guess like true for anything. Not just like, apply it to sports. Um, no, I think it's it's interesting. I'd be interested to hear what the breakdown of that is. I feel my my this is just a, a guess because it's the way I feel. I feel like their year is longer. You know, it's more yeah. days, um, like from start to finish, but they have more days off in between. Um, they also, I feel like they have like these, and they used to do a lot more half days, and now they just do less half days and more full days. I don't know, who knows? We used to have half days or like late, late entry starts mm-hmm. and shit all the time, and like, okay, so my classes are 45 minutes instead of 50. Thank you, you know. Yeah. But um yeah, this Super Bowl definitely was not that interesting. That's how we're how we're talking. 
yeah. Taylor Swift made the show. Um, Did she, she go had... over the five and a half? I think it was. It was shown on TV. Oh, she was shown like a hundred times on TV. They okay. were watching her like crazy. Um, especially because Kelsey did had a decent game. Um, after he yelled at Andy Reid, uh, yep, he had to yell at Andy Reid. Well, and I don't blame him for that. So let's go back to that. Let's unpack that. So I know the big talk is like, oh, you can't talk to your employee employer like that. I was like, first of all, momentum. He's a big dude. He just went up. He's arguing. He chest bumps Andy Reid. Andy Reid knows how to handle the situation, but he at the same time. T.O. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. And and Kelsey is literally like maybe the best tight end ever to play the game. You know, arguably one of the at least top top three for sure, right? Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, you give like that's like if Jerry Rice got pissed off at your coach at the coach and he walked up and screamed at his face. What are you going to tell Jerry Rice? If Tom Brady, Tom Brady used to yell at Belichick all the time, but Belichick would like had a way to talk to him. He's like, Tom, like settle down. Settle yeah. in. He's like, you, you, you didn't hit him in the hands. I hit him in the hands. No, you didn't. Go back and watch the tape. Like, settle down. Get you sit together and go. And then he would go sit at the bench and be looking at the film and get all pissed off and throw the thing when he realized his coach was right and blah, blah, blah. Um, Like, those guys learn how to navigate those channels. And, and Kelsey was just super emotional because, like, A, it's a Super Bowl, so he's on end. Um, mm-hmm. they're like, yeah, he's thrown his helmet before and he's yelled before, but he's never really done that to the coach. Andy Reid is a, is, is a G, you know, so he knows how to deal with it. And then on top of which, like, it's because they, like the fucking blocking tight end fucked up a play. And Travis is like, why, why stop taking me out? Put me mm-hmm. in. I don't give a shit if I'm not your best blocker today. I will be. And when you got a Hall of Fame player on your roster that's telling you that, fuck yeah, you're putting him in. John Cena comes to you and you're like, listen, I need to be a part of this match and I don't give a shit what you say. I'm going to make it good. You're like, okay, take it. What do you do? You know, you Michael can't Jordan, see him, though. Yeah, well, no. No, that's part of the issue. Is he, he's got to make himself <laughs> known so he can be seen. Um, So, like, yeah, you know. I had some good moments. Um, the game I actually thought was more entertaining than I was expecting it to be. Um, I love the playoffs or, or the the overtime. Um, we finally got to experience a new rule. I think it's quite interesting that it's because of the Chiefs we have this rule, mm-hmm. and then the Chiefs mm-hmm. affected the rule. I don't understand how the Niners, like the players on the Niners team, didn't have knowledge about the new playoff rule, like. All the stuff that changes during the year comes out and like ahead of the season. And you think you would think they would know all the changes, like what's the point of emphasis this year? What's the new like calls are being made? Hey, what's the new rules just in case it actually happens? And how do you not know like going in prior to the biggest game of the of the year? I don't know. Boggles my mind. How that happens, but the Chiefs were prepared. The Chiefs knew about the new rule. Well, yeah, but that, they were the reason for the new rule, right? Yeah. So, in case you haven't noticed, I uh, spilled beer all over my keyboard. Oh gosh, you <laughs> you spilled the silver bullet all over the place, man. I did, I did. So, like, 
the mic stand is a little I don't know if yours is all like decrepit. Um, like the leg the legs are like broken on mine, so they're very loose. And the mic stand f- literally tipped over, hit my beer, and when I grabbed it, it sloshed up and splashed all over my keyboard right now. So the I'm fact that these mics moment. are still working and we're coming up on year three in four days is is a modern mirror. It's remarkable. Yeah. Considering that they were not it's not top of the line here, you know? No. A budget friendly option is what I went for. I think shipping it to you was more expensive than the mic itself. Did you get it on Amazon or no? I did get it on Amazon. You didn't? I did. Oh. Well, yeah. I mean, it cost the. I mean, it le- at least cost half the price of the mic that I paid. I think it was like $30, and then shipping it to you was like, like, like 12 bucks. I'm gonna be buying a keyboard tomorrow. <laughs> uh oh. Yeah. You no, know, no, no free plugs, but I got like this uh, Corsair mechanical keyboard. Uh, okay. For my gaming laptop, uh, my gaming PC. Where did and you get that? On Amazon, it was on a special. It was like under thirty dollars. It lights up and all kinds of stuff. Like, like oh, I don't fancy. care. I don't care about the LED part of it. Um. I'd rather have it, have not, you know, not have it. I'd rather not use it if I could, but I can't. And, um, oh, the LED is just always on. Yeah. You could change like the dim it and make it brighter, or you could change the pattern, but it's like, I can't, I can't figure out how to turn it off. Um, which, like, I don't know, like gaming PCs are all lit anyways, like all these LEDs and, RGB lights and stuff like that. I'm not I'm more of a minimalist when it comes to that I'm more concerned about how it performs than it looks so it looks like all my keys still work at the moment so that's good it might get sticky and it might smell like beer but that's okay I'm it okay could smell that. worse I, I, I used to live in a fraternity house I, I'm well aware mm. um but uh, it just give me a new excuse to get a new one when my uh, when my office gets built and I actually have a formal podcasting space. Looking forward to that. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I mean, like, so the game. So you get to the playoffs now. My question is, did Kyle Shanahan like? Did he? Say, I didn't watch the press conference. Did he say something about like he didn't know what the rules were or something? No, the night like the next day, I think ESPN dropped a headline saying, "Uh, so I think it either said some or most of the Niners, the Forty Nine ers players didn't know the new rule in in overtime for playoffs." Well, I don't necessarily expect like. Well, I take that back. I I expect the players to know, but at the same time, I really don't. I don't expect them to know because like they're not you know know your positional play. Let the coach deal with the strategy shit. I mean, right? but that should come up. Like, if you're in the playoffs, that you would think that would come up at some point during your team meetings of the week saying, hey, in the event of an overtime, this is the rule. Like, you would think that would come up at some point. Yeah. I mean, perhaps. I, I just feel like. At least for the biggest game of the year. Special teams, probably, right? 
um, because it's like, listen, like we're going to do this. If this happens, we're going to do this. Right. Just to yeah. have an idea. But it's, if it's the way the format is, it's like the same. Right. So what's the same as like a normal football game in, in the sense that both teams will get an equal possession. It doesn't matter what happens with the first one and they'll play the full time if it needs it or whatever, you know, and blah, blah, blah. And then you get timeouts and all this shit. So it's a longer period or longer quarter, I should say. Um, you know, I wouldn't be surprised. So if like nine of the 49ers of the 52 roster didn't know, that doesn't bother me so much. Um, I don't think Kyle Shanahan. I think Kyle Shanahan thought that, listen, we'll take the ball. We're going to go score and then we'll stop them because their defense has been stopping them for the most part, the whole game. Right. Except towards towards the end of the game. When Mahomes is doing what Mahomes does the same thing with Brady. It's like the moment that Brady turned that switch in that Atlanta Super Bowl, you you weren't stopping him. And that was kind of what Mahomes was. The guy caught that long bomb, you know, people were making plays defensive coverage was breaking down. You know, the 49ers lost, lost a key player and they kept attacking that area of the field right after he was gone so that's tough it makes it tougher um i don't think kyle shanahan i think hindsight being 2020 i mean he might even say like i would do the same thing over probably because Mm -hmm. he wants to stand by his decision and i don't i don't disrespect i I respect that i just feel like the right decision would be uh, or defer the ball and so that way, you know what you need to do on the second one. Like if you only need a super, uh, um, uh, field goal or you only need a touchdown um, to win or tie, I think that's going to change your game plan, right? And the type of plays you're calling. Yeah. So and how aggressive you're going to be in certain situations. So I think from that perspective, yeah, it's probably beneficial. Everybody knows so they understand like this is going to be our game plan with this. And we have these plays that we'll use in these circumstances if this happens. But, you know, here we are. 49ers lost again. They're regarded as, um, you know, people are talking that the new Buffalo Bills. I mean, Buffalo lost four in a row, so I don't think we're going to see that again right. <laughs> in a really yeah. long time. No, they're just um, working on getting, you know, one and done in the playoffs four times in a row. Gosh. The the analysts are already talking. Oh, Buffalo next year is going to be Buffalo's year. I don't think it is. Ah, um, I expect the Ravens to be right back in the mix. I expect the Lions to to win to to make the bowl next year. Um, because you know I don't know if you've you've been paying attention. Lions went out and got the hottest free agent already. First, oh. I think they were the first people to sign somebody. <laughs> And, uh, and, uh, what was it? Who was that? Oh, he's a, he's a defensive lineman with two bets here. Let me, uh, um, Matthew, Matu, Matau. I don't know. Uh Let me read you some, some accolades on this guy. And then we could talk about maybe, do you know who the, do you know who he is? No. Okay. So maybe you don't know who, who Matu bets is. Uh, no. Okay. He's 28 years old, right? Okay, so he is last year's most outstanding defensive player after mm-hmm. recording a league best 18 sacks in 18 games. Um, 
he was drafted third overall in 2019. Um, and then he opted to at one point to sign with the Chicago Bears as an undrafted free agent. Uh, you know, so like you're still this is still not ringing a bell. Sorry, dude. He's been like the best defensive player in the Canadian Football League for like the last two or three years. Oh, so if you haven't picked up on that, it's not the NFL that we're, he's achieving the stats. It is the CFL. Um, but that's okay. So, like, we've seen some remarkable CFL players over the year. I don't know if you remember a Warren Moon. Oh, I remember a Warren Moon. Or perhaps a Doug Flutie. Oh. Listen, I, I'm saying – I'm not saying it can't be done. Like, there's some, you know, athletes that – you know, don't pan out in the United States NFL football league and go up there and have great careers. And there's sometimes they can transition back. Right. Well, keep in mind, this is also pre-camp, right? So yes. he's got to earn a spot and all that stuff like that. And his contract is probably contingent on if he makes the roster and blah, blah, blah. Right. But yep. it is the BC lions and the best defensive player coming to the Detroit lions to compliment oh so okay the bc lions the bc lions yeah so the is that british columbia that is the british columbia lions down to detroit yeah he was born in montreal you know okay okay um and and i'm very excited for this because you know what kid's only 28 right Gotcha. He's got the most sacks in a season by a Canadian-born player in the league history, and this is their football league. That's like, Great. that's like you know, uh, John Smith has the most uh, curling points in the Canadian or in the American Curling League, or something like that. Mm-hmm. You know, some, some I think they might not be the same thing, but um, it pretty much is if you get the picture. But so. That to be honest, like I was talking to, um, I was talking to a friend of the podcast the other day, uh, and I think that uh, Mr. Matt Brown and I think that our we're both in unanimous agreement that um, you need to give Aiden Hutchinson a compliment on the line, whether it's this guy and then we add another guy or whatever the case, we find one in the draft. We don't have a super high draft pick. But I have all the confidence in the world that that whatever draft picks we have, we'll find the right player at those picks. Mm-hmm. Um, Brad Holmes and Dan Campbell have proven that. But um, looking at that, it, like I go back to the Rams Bengals Super Bowl. You remember this one, where the Bengals look like they they have a shot here. Okay. Yeah. Then, yeah. And then they come out in the second half, and their front line had no answer for Von Miller and Aaron Donald. Because mm-hmm. literally, what they do is they and they ran like almost the same formation the whole fucking second half because they never could figure it out. They would take Von Miller and put him way out on the end, and then you would take a cluster of three guys closer, relatively close to each other, on the other side of the ball. Uh, Aaron Donald, the other two guys, and they're bull rushing and like that requires this guard to come over right and help and now you leave a one-on-one scenario with von miller from the edge against Mm -hmm. the tackle and that's going to create havoc either way because we know that stafford's going to drop back 
and we know that he's going to want, or um, Joe Burrow's going to drop back, and he's probably going to be looking to move. That literally contains his favorite side to run to, right? So, unless there's a hole open up, he could sneak through, which happened a couple times. But like, um, they they just wreaked havoc. Like that front line could not stop that formation for whatever reason, and okay. that I feel like is your successful. Um, you know, you got to have a good pass rush in today's football. Like you can't give these quarterbacks a serious amount of time because they will literally just destroy you. There's so much talent at the quarterback position. Not to say that there wasn't before. I just truly believe we right. have an evolution at quarterback. And you can't get, you can't, it, like, you have to disrupt their their play. We saw Pat Mahomes front line give up shit all year. He fucking lost to the Raiders. You know what I mean? It's true. They, because they contained him. They wouldn't let him outside the box to run around and create plays. It's true. And, you know, Max Crosby and that crew deserves a lot of credit for that. <coughs> mm-hmm. So we'll see. Well, you know, you, you beef the line a little bit. They have holes at secondary that they need to fill, right? Cam Sutton was having an awful year, so either he's going to have to improve or they're going to have to bring in different uh, different personnel. Mm-hmm. Um, find a kicker, for, for the love of God. Mike Bernard, where are you at? Yeah, where are you? Yeah, where are you at? He's in Florida, living the life, living the life in Florida. But yeah, uh, so, I mean, that's really all I have to say about the the Super Bowl. I mean, I don't, I'm, I'm, I wasn't involved much with it. I mean, didn't care for much of it, but I certainly am happy that uh, my NFC rival, NFC West rival, did not win. Again, so that's all I have to say about that. Yeah, I don't. I can't imagine that um, this is one that I'm going to honestly remember a whole bunch. Nor will I care about it, other than Usher's halftime show. That's probably what I will remember. Um, although sad day at the Kansas City parade. Hey, I heard about awful. that. Yeah, fucking awful. I had this video out there of fans like tackling one of the shooters. Love that. Yeah. Because they caught the guys. But it's like, I just don't understand. Like, when I talk about people are fucking weird and are nasty, guys mm-hmm. are in gyms. They're just as bad out there in the public. I mean, it's not everybody. You, show, you shouldn't be walking around in fear for, the, for everything. You know, people are generally good. I like to believe that. But there's just a lot of dumb assholes out there. Right. And, and, those people need to be dealt with. Um, you know, probably out back, turn off the cameras, be dealt with. Right. There's a special place in hell for those type of people. And sometimes if you can make earth hell for them, it's going to be more uh painful for them and more um, difficult for them to get through than just ending it quickly. So I love the fact that they were captured. Mm-hmm. But we'll see. Um, I just it sucks. And I hear about kids, you know, they were talking like 10 or something. Victims, 10 or more victims between like ages six and 15. I'm like, what the fuck? Yeah, that's, that's, you don't have to be a parent to, to like have that strike you weird, but it strikes you a little weird when, when I hear about this shit and I'm a parent now, cause I'm like, all right, I I used to be able to protect myself in my own domicile and just whatever. And I didn't have to worry about anybody else. Now I got to worry about this little human who's just curious and loves life. And like, I, I want to live life through her eyes, but realize there's fucking nuts 
people out there. Yeah. Um, part of the reason why uh, we moved back to Michigan so we could be around less nuts people because Florida men and the crazy things they do down there is a real thing. But um, that's a microcosm of the real reason why we moved back. But it's it's a contributing factor, you know, when you weigh it out. Um, but yeah, so there's that. Uh, I mean, moving on. You know, I don't really want to talk about anything negative. So I right. something positive. Yeah, something positive. Uh, so last time when we were chatting it up, you were you were watching uh, some old school wrestling again. Now that you got a little bit more time under your belt, and you're into 1996, yep. right? Well, so uh, I kind of talked to you because I was like, man, 95 for Raw is terrible. Like Awful. it, it's it's rough to watch. And I'm like, I want to speed this up here. Like, I want to get to the the meat of, uh, well, at least the beginning of the of the Monday Night Wars, which I think we kind of both settled on that. Uh, King of the Ring and Bash at the Beach were kind of like the kicking off points for uh, NWO versus like uh, DX or or WCW Nitro versus Monday Night Raw. I think that's where we kind of landed. So that's where I kind of skipped ahead a little bit to go watch. Uh, I did watch King of the Ring 96 first because that happened uh, before Bash of the Beach as far as the timeline, like real world timeline. It was June and late June or something like that for King of the Ring. And then Bash of the Beach was uh, like the 7th of July. So it started there. So... Going back even further, in like May, I think is when uh, Hall and Nash showed up on WCW TV, mm-hmm. and the Outsiders were a thing, right? And they've been prepping for this Bash at the Beach match, like be us and our third man versus your three best people, right? Yeah, yep. and they go out and they feed them Luger, Sting, and and Macho Man, and now you've got. Uh, Nash and Hall fighting two on three, and then Hogan comes out, and here you are. So the NWO is formed in July. Well, Luger uh, got knocked out early. Yeah, in that match, so it was still what two on two because they had Savage and Sting, and then he had um uh Hall and uh, Nash. Hall and Nash. Yeah, yeah, and then you have um. So, like, on the WWE side, you have this evolution of things happening. Um, this is the, you know, coming out in 93, 94, 95, everybody having a, uh, a job, right? You know, you were a dumpster or a trash man or you're a plumber or you're, you know, a fitness instructor or you're a hog farmer or you're, you know, something stupid, right? And you start to see you get the so this is this is the infamous stone cold you know austin 316 promo speech yeah yeah and uh like there's a there's a a a a series of events that happened that created this instance to happen it's the most crazy thing so i'm going to back up even further um and go to the curtain call incident Oh, the click? Is that the click? Yeah. So, kayfabe is very much a thing here, right? Um, We don't have the powers of the internet working like they do. There's still a large population that thinks 
wrestling is very good guy and bad guy esque. And, um, you know, it's to the point to where, like, you know, that it's entertainment and, and predetermined, but you still believe that the good guys hated the bad guys. Mm -hmm. Like, there was still that competitiveness there, right? Um, and, you know, WWE would always run Madison Square Garden. I mean, that was their biggest home forever, in, even back in the territory days, like Bruno and Bob and all those guys that ran the fucking, um, ran the garden, Madison Square Gardens. Um, that was just their thing. And they still do it to this day. They'll go and do a live event. It's not premium. It's not on TV. They will sell out and they'll put on one hell of a show. And you get, uh, I think it was, it was, um, you had Hall and Triple H in a match. And then you had, uh, the main event was Sean versus Diesel in a steel cage. And this is like the final farewell for, for Hall and Nash because they have already inked their deals with WCW. They're finishing, this is them finishing up WWE. Mm -hmm. They're doing the job to, Triple H and Shawn Michaels. Shawn's the champion. And at the end of the cage match, they all get on their feet. Paul and Nash come down to ringside. They all share a hug. They do their little, you know, too sweet um, send off thing. And they're, they're just it's like, like taking a bow. And that was like the first time formally in a, in a WWE ring. That they're like, oh my god, the good guys and the bad guys actually like each other. Like, what is this? They're mm. hugging each other. This is crazy. And there's no like video footage outside of whatever fan just happened to have his camcorder video camera with him and filmed it. Okay. Right? So there's no like they WWE don't purposely didn't have any footage. Now they supposedly asked permission to have like a goodbye type of thing or whatever, and Vince approved it. But when they did that, like I know that Jim Cornette and a lot of the people backstage fucking lost it. Really? And they were pissed. <laughs> they were absolutely fucking furious. And this is what dictated the result of the 1996 Royal Rumble. If it wasn't for that event, we might not have Stone Cold. And here's why. Triple H is the guy. He was supposed to win the 1996 oh, Royal Rumble. Or okay. King of the Ring. King of the Ring. The 1996 King of the Ring was supposed to be Triple H. He was he was, was going to merge, right? He's coming up into that um, Scott Hall level, right? And okay. go. Part of it is like they always fought each other. They like everybody talked about wrestling with each other. You wrestle with Scott Hall is like having a night off, right? Um, Scott Hall could wrestle with anybody, and Sean made everybody look good, and blah blah blah. So like these guys, like, and if they're in the main event together, then they're all both the whole crew's getting main event money, right? So it's like they politic to get them in there, but at this at, in same account, they're they're literally some of the best people in the business. Ever. Yeah, you know, mm -hmm. Sean is regarded by, amongst his peers as the, being the best in ring performer in the history of the business. So, you know, it, it's beneficial to have them fighting each other, but at the same time, like they're they're driving that bus, and because they got Vince's ear and they got all this other stuff, um, Sean's a champion. Um. Diesel and uh, or Scott Hall and Kevin Nash are gone or leaving. Mm -hmm. You can't punish them. You're not going to punish your champion. Yeah. He takes the fall. It's Triple, Triple H. H. So they did made an example out of him and fucking and burned him. And then we have a whole new card written for King of the Ring 
where you have this up and comer ringmaster who's turned into Stone Cold Steve Austin. Now, when did step up? When did uh? So I texted you when he came out to his his, his music. I was like, it is so weird not to hear because he had that Stone Cold look to him, right? That we know and like, and then his yeah. attitude, but the music didn't fit didn't fit the profile and it was just so weird for for him to come out to that and i'm like dude it's so weird listening to this song and he's walking yeah. out to the ring yeah and when he first came over to the WWE, they put the million he was the million dollar champion right yeah they had ted dibiase with him and when <laughs> we didn't want him speaking and like so they bring him in as the ringmaster because um they Jim Ross knew how to get Vince's ear on these things and -hmm. knew that like Steve was a hell of a talent. Okay. He he, he gets injured and gets cut by Eric Bischoff. Um, he gets pissed. Paulie, um, Paul Heyman, ECW calls him up and says, come up and just like, he's like, can you get up here? And he's like, listen, man, my triceps torn. Like, I can't wrestle. He's like, I don't want you to wrestle. Just come up here and do promos. So he comes up there and he gets on the mic. And he goes, and he goes, what do you want me to talk about? He goes, I want you to talk about why you hate WCW, why you're frustrated. Talk about you and just however you want to do it. Just do it. And he okay. starts cutting these fucking promos. And all of a sudden, I was like, oh, this dude can, can talk too. Because he was he was regarded as a great in ring worker amongst his peers, and that was kind of the ringmaster thing. That's how they sold him events. This guy, you know, he, he, they're not promoting him as the next bit best thing. They're saying you should have this guy in your roster because he can literally have a, an amazing match with anybody, and he's a he's a great in ring worker. You know what I mean? So that's good to have as like an enhancement guy, right? You know, sure. Um, so Vince like brings him in. He goes, "Okay, well he's a master of the ring. We'll call him the ringmaster." Blah blah blah. <laughs> and so they went with it, and they're like, "We'll put Ted DiBiase with him because he, you know, he's he's a ringmaster. He's not the speech master." And blah blah blah. And they're all like, "No, this dude can talk." And so they like no to show Vince this WCW stuff after a while or ECW stuff. And it's like, listen, this guy, this guy can do it. It's the real deal. And so they. You know, the they start he starts transitioning into the Stone Cold character. He had to come up with a name. He couldn't come up with a name, and his wife came up with the name for him at the time, or whatever his fiance or whoever it was. And now we get Stone Cold, and because of Triple H, now the the door is wide open. So to to also note on that, Triple H was was a dark match for that pay per view. So you probably yeah. Um, him and uh, Aldo Montoya. Yep. Well, maybe they did show it then. Yeah, he was a uh, he was a uh, um, Aldo Montoya. And then if you watch the the pre show, you got uh, the Body Donnas, Skip and Zip against the new rockers Marty Janetti and Leaf Cassidy, aka Al Snow. I remember seeing that though. So that was on the pre show. So I don't okay. think they showed that. You probably got the dark match. I you got probably didn't get the the pre show, so you'd have to go yeah. watch like 
shotgun Saturday night or whatever it was at the Sunday night heat or whatever. Um, if they even had a name for it, it might have just been the pre-show at that time. But um, no, it was a great pay-per-view for a lot of reasons. So the Stone Cold Mark Merrill match was good, right? I enjoyed that one. Well, well, let me ask you this: What do you think your your favorite match on the card was? Mm, I liked the Mark Miro Steve Austin. I liked uh, Mankind versus Taker. I thought that was a good match, and I liked so Shawn Michaels versus the British Bulldog. The 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 um, Jake Roberts and the Steve Austin match wasn't that great. No, no. So they brought Jake back. Was Jake legit hurt in that match? I know that Stone Cold got hurt, and he had to go get stitched up. His his lip got stitched up, and he came back. Yeah. Um. So I mean, Jake was uh, Jake beat Vader by disqualification, and Vader roughed him up. Right. Yeah. Um. And. Uh, so, you know, going into that match, Austin's all banged up. Jake is selling like he is banged up, oh, but he also sad? wasn't in, okay. He wasn't in the best shape of his life either at that time. He was fighting some things. Yeah, he had a lot of demons he was fighting with, but you know, he was he was in the process of changing that, which is how he became, you know, the uh he was not a born again Christian, but he started um devoting some of his time and efforts to Christianity to help find healing yeah right and you know you you could thump your bible with your psalms 316 but austin 316 says i just whooped your ass or your john 316 right yeah yeah, um, yeah. in your psalms and your john 316 well austin 316 says i just whooped your ass <laughs> um did you catch who uh who was opening the doors for the wrestlers to go in and out of the ring no. I mean, there was two of them. There was one on each side opening the doors, but I don't know who they were. Go back go back and look at them. Look at them and it's still oh, shot. There's still shot here, yeah. King of the Ring. Uh, 96. I mean, I, 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 Ushers? Yeah. Door? Door Ushers? Entrance Ushers? Entrance Ushers. I mean, are they entrance door openers? Let's see. It's a bad picture. Oh, yeah, it's a good it, picture. So there's a there's a blonde guy, and then there's a short brown hair guy. So it looks like from this one website, it's saying it's uh, Brian Danielson. No. And John Cena. Brian, and Brian Danielson and John Cena. Brian Danielson was probably like uh, like a brown stain on his parents' mattress at the time. I guess this, this is right then. Um, do you in, have the. Yeah, type what, in uh, 1996, King of the Ring. And type in Hardy's H A R D Y S. Oh no! And look at the images. 
Oh gosh. Yeah. I I remember when Raw kicked off, these guys were jobbers. Yeah. And they were also under like they were like 14 and 15 years old or some shit, or under 18 at the time. Um, which is even better, right? Because they had to lie about that shit. But of course, you know, where's the where's the um yeah, here's here's a match. Uh oh, September ninety five that was uh, January fifteenth, nineteen ninety six. Matt Hardy fought the ringmaster. Hey, you know, Jeff Hardy uh, struggles to carry King Mabel to the ring. <laughs> oh yeah, there's there's that right. Yeah, so it's um, yeah, it's crazy, it's crazy how that all works out. Um, so yeah, Austin Austin gives his infamous promo. And now we have the, the era of Stone Cold kicks off. And I was listening to Bischoff and Conrad Thompson talk about this mm-hmm. because they were talking about like the comparison between like a Hogan and then, uh, you know, a Stone Cold about where they are because you're like thinking about it. You think about the list, right? You know, your, your, your Hall of Fame, your Mount Rushmore, your blah, blah, blah. You know, Hogan was on top for a long time. He was on top through the 80s, early 90s, went to WCW, and then had the NWO, and he was on top for that. He comes back to WWE, he's, on, he's pretty much on top there. He goes over to TNA, he's on top over there. Uh, you know, it's just like, you think about that career, but then when you think about Austin, mm-hmm. so he flips the script in 1996. He doesn't win the first his first WWF belt until 98. And then he's gone in 2003. Yeah, it's short, it's, but it's like... Yeah, five years. But, like, yeah. What were you going to say? Uh, short, but impactful. Unbelievable. Nobody sold like he did at the time. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, the record sales, just the, just the, you know, the middle fingers and the shirts and the merch. And, like, every, NWO was a merch fucking cow. But because WCW's merchandise department was trash like and that was one thing vince always did well he knew how to make ancillary revenue um i was listening to bret hart talk about his heel turn you know when he turned heel mm-hmm. and he didn't want to he fought vince on it he's like i do not want to turn heel because one of his big things is like i'm getting my fucking royalty check every month for for my my merchandise and like the heels don't get a merch a royalty check really if they're lucky, because nobody buys their shit, mm-hmm. you know, and they don't really promote their shit either, unless it's like a odd person. So he was like, you know, Vince wanted him to turn heel. He's like, I really don't want to turn heel. And then Vince is like, well, give me five minutes. If you can give me five minutes, I'll convince you why you and you'll turn heel. And and Brett's like, yeah, you're full of shit, but I'll give you your five minutes. Fuck you, right? He was doing a house show. He's somewhere up in the northeast. Vince drove to the live event, met with him in an office back there, and literally was like, you're only going to be heel in America because you're going to be the pro-Canadian guy, which they're going to love you over there, and they're going to love you in Europe, and you make a lot of money for us in Europe. Like, they love Bret Hart in Europe. He was a big, big, Mm -hmm. especially in England, right? So... Oh, yeah. And then he was like, and he was like, yeah, I don't know if I want to deal with all that. I don't want to, like, it's not going to work, blah, blah, blah. And then they show him, like, okay, so when you are 
if you're a baby face, here's the per- people you're going to wrestle. And it was like Vader every fucking night. Oh, and, and then, um, you know, if you're, uh, if you're, if you turn heel, you're going to be wrestling Taker, Sean, you know, all these other big name baby faces. And you're just going to be at the top of the card all the time. And, uh, so that became very attractive because he's like, he's like, listen, I love Leon. But, like, he told a story about, like, you know, they would go back, you know, after the show, they would go back to the hotel, and the first thing you do is you hang up all your gear, and then uh-huh. put it on, the like, the lamps and the lights and everything so that it would dry out, because they'd have to put it on and wrestle the next day. Mm-hmm. Whereas Vader would just ball his shit up, and it would still be fucking sopping wet and stinky. Ugh. And they're like, you know, he, he compared him to, like, wrestling a dump truck full of barf. He hit you hard, and you like and a lot of people talked about Leon like that. Like he just didn't wash his gear. His gear would be fucking wet and mildewy, and moldy from like the day before. Because he just, oh, it's like my ho- old hockey equipment when I played. You know, you take off your hockey equipment, throw it in your hockey bag, forget to air it out, throw it in, in the in the garage for like a week, and then when you go to put it on again, it just smells like high heaven. Dude, yeah, no, thanks. and like smells so bad that no matter how many times you wash it, it doesn't get the smell out. And when you wear it, that smell like stains your skin for like forty <laughs> years. My elbow pads used to smell so fucking bad. Oh, I don't know why the elbow pads were so bad. Maybe because they're the oldest part. Like I never had to replace my elbow pads. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, so yeah, it's not a. It's like yeah. It. And yeah, I get your saying. Yeah. Whereas, like, you know, the leg pads and the and the hip pants and all that stuff like that, you you'd probably replace pretty regularly, or at least more regularly than the elbow pads. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's pretty nasty. But anyway, yeah, it was like we got. I think we got Shawn Michaels and the British Bulldog in the main event. I enjoyed that match too. Yeah, yeah, I, that, I enjoyed like, it. That was like at the time where they were supposed to put the belt on Davy Boy. They did that. Uh, um event in the uk that one pay-per-view and one, i think it was one of the in your houses where they're supposed to put the belt on it but sean bitched and so they didn't oh um and like how what beware of dog or something was, okay beware of dog was the the promo of it um then uh yeah so that was around that time with that whole run like they didn't know like davy boy was supposed to be the next up-and-comer and they just—he never got there. Uh, it surprised think, me they hadn't become up and comer because he's—he's been around for a minute at that point. Yeah, so he was always a tag team specialist, right? Him and Dynamite Kid were the British Bulldogs, and Dynamite Kid was like regarded as like one of the craziest workers of his time because he would—he wasn't a big guy, but he was fucking jacked, and he was doing aerial moves like he was a little guy, like he was Rey Mysterio, and. uh you know what supposedly was this asshole of a dude and ended up hurting himself you know seriously and had to retire but mm. um you know this is this is some of those great wars between mankind and undertaker right this is kind of the start of a lot of that okay so i was about to ask you that because i enjoyed that match between taker and and mankind and i was like i remember i think this is probably one like mankind's first feuds, right? Was with Taker in his career because he just came on, right? Yeah, he had. I don't remember the pay per view of the show, but he had a really good match with Shawn Michaels, and it might have even been on a Raw or something. And 
Like, Sean always gave him high praise for that. And it's one of McFoley's favorite matches of his career. Mm. The fact that, like, he's coming in as this guy trying to make, like, a Hannibal Lecter-style character get over, and he uh, he's able to do it with Sean, and Sean, like, fucking put on a great great show with him. Like, it was a good match. Um, I remember, I think that's the one where he dove, like, he goes to dive onto Sean on the table or whatever from the apron, and he goes, like, head first into the table, but the table didn't break. It's fucking head poked through and i don't know if they cut out a hole and they staged that or not i, I would assume that they would but like his head went through and his body's like staying sticking out of the table and it didn't like break all the way it was crazy that's back when they used folding tables for the announce tables oh geez so that'll date you a little bit and they used to have metal guardrails right mm-hmm. um the ahmed johnson gold dust thing i think uh mm. didn't um I think Ahmed Johnson won the belt there, if I remember. Yeah, he's the uh, Intercontinental Champion now. Is that that was he came back? I think that was it was his return after his uh, kidney surgery or whatever, right? I don't know because when I first left Raw, there to jump forward, he was being introduced as Ahmed Johnson. So he he came in in '95. And um, he got attacked by Farouk, and Farouk, like, Ron Simmons kicked him mm-hmm. really hard and injured his kidney. Lacerated his kidney or something? Lacerated or his kidney. Like, it was a legit injury. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well, was a, that was a retaliation because he did something. He hurt Farouk, and it's because Ahmed Johnson was reckless and, and was an awful person in the ring. He was just... That's Vince is larger than life, you know, mm-hmm. thing panning out. And he just never really got over. Um, no, that was a that was a good one. I mean, we had like Ultimate Warrior versus Jerry Lawler, and I think on the promo poster it was a picture of the Ultimate Warrior because he had made his return, right? Yeah, Ultimate Warrior's there. I I don't really care for Lawyer. Well, he's in this in this capacity, like he's still wrestling, he's still involved right. the show other than commentary. So I don't really care for his character. Um, I really don't know the whole feud behind them because I I skipped a whole bunch. Yeah. Um, I, I'm sure now that these these storylines are going to be picking up. Like, I'm um, I'm guessing they're going to have a feud with Taker and Mankind coming up. Uh. Shawn Michaels is the world heavyweight champion now. Yeah. This point. And um, so I enjoyed that match. I enjoyed singles match with Taker Mankind. And I enjoyed Mark Miro. Um, I think that's really all that I really liked about that one. You know, it's funny because like after that I watched uh Bash at the Beach ninety-six and I I guess the only match I kind of really liked was uh Hogan and the Outsiders versus uh you know Sting's crew. I think that's really the only one. Like 
Kevin Sullivan and a giant and the four horsemen with Arn Anderson and Chris Benoit wasn't that great. There's like there's a couple spots where they miss it. It's hard to work with like like the giant this time. Like it's difficult to watch. Yeah, he was super green at the time. And uh, uh, there was uh, Dean Malenko and Disco Inferno. And I was like, eh. the Nasty Boys and Public Enemy with the the, the dog collar match. Yeah. Nothing there that I really enjoyed, and then you got John Tenta and uh, Big Bubba with the with the Silver Dollar match, and those two it was like two big guys, and that I always think that's hard to pull off as two bigs like that. Yeah, wasn't that great? No, um, it's tough. No, that's tough. Like this, if I remember that, there's a lot of matches on this card, right? There's psychosis and Ray Mysterio kicked it off as a singles match. Okay, then it was they had a bunch of pre-show stuff. So they had um, a main event. Um, so I remember that leading up to this, this, this is back. They would do a ton of fucking matches. They had like four or five of them. Um, yeah, this is the one where Flair fought Conan, right? But it was yes because we got the we got the 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 NWO main event. Uh, yeah, I didn't. I mean, no. I mean, other than just like this, the six man tag team match was with that the last one. I think that's the only thing I really enjoyed about this. This, uh, yeah, a lot of gimmicks. So you got yeah. the Carson City uh, Silver Dollar match, Ugh. and then you had the taped fist match, and then you had the double dog collar match. And he had a couple championship matches. Um, and then you get a tag match, which, you know, the giant, the taskmaster, uh, beating Arn Anderson and Chris Benoit, which is all sounds like a weird combination. And then you get the NWO match where um, it goes no contest because, you know, we all know what happens there. Hogan comes in and leg drops savage, shocks the world. Mm-hmm. Bobby Heenan's like, whose side is he on? You can go right to hell, Hogan. Yeah, you go right to hell. Um, and then you get uh, Mean Gene in there. They're throwing fans are fucking chucking so much garbage at these guys. Oh, you don't, you don't. I don't think you see it, but a fan jumps the rail. I like, no, it's a, it's the bottom. Kevin Ash like kick him in the face. Oh, there was some fan that was irate. It was a bigger, yeah. tubbier guy, black hair. Yeah, bottom of the screen. <laughs> it looked like WCW security came out. And then also like like actual police, he was irate. Dude, yeah, like this is it was such a crazy thing, and like it was lightning in a bottle, and it's fucking money. It's like print you can't print enough at this point because that is like you want to talk about shock in the world. And WCW always tried to leave their pay per views with some sort of like fucking shock factor thinking that was going to be the reason why they turned into raw. Like you had to do something crazy at the end, which is great because then you got people to tune in and made them stay till the end. Right. Yeah. Because you wanted to see what would come of it. So it's smart booking. Um, and kudos to Bischoff on that. But like this whole NWO thing, like that's game changer. Where was Bischoff in this one? Uh, was he an announcer? No, he wasn't no, an announcer. He wasn't even. Yeah, he's back, like, he's were, backstage. They were talking about like uh, they couldn't get a hold of him. Like I, I understand that it's kayfabe, but like I just, I is there a story part to why he's not there? 
No, he was. He, I don't know. I mean, I know he was there, but like, right? But um, like, he was not like you never heard from him during the whole show. You never like he was never seen during the whole show. I'm sure he was there backstage, but like, is there like a, a story that they're trying to build it to why he didn't show up? Probably to separate himself. I, I mean, I know it's a while before I think he interjects himself into the NWO, but um, so they can come back to he can come back to him like, what the hell, blah blah blah, and this and the other thing. Yeah, a- ASMR people. Here we go. <laughs> yeah, I don't, know. I don't recall. I mean, I know WCW for me is very splotchy mm-hmm. there's a lot of stuff i know about certain things i can go back and probably go through a pretty decent timeline history of the wb from like 93 through 2000 maybe 99 i think it starts to get a little hazy um I mean, but the the ninety really the ninety four through ninety seven, I have until the Montreal Screwdriver. I've locked down. I know the major pay per views, like the I know who's winning at the Rumble. I know the major matches at SummerSlam. I know the WrestleMania finishes and everything. Um, you know, recall a bunch of that stuff, and then that will start to get hazy. But for WC, WCW, it's always in bits and pieces. Mm. Like, I forgot that this card had so many fucking matches on it. it had a the only lot. thing, I, the only thing I remember from this match or from this card is the is is the main event. Yeah, I don't. And, and I don't remember reason, why. And I've right? watched it multiple times. I don't know why. I don't remember any of these other events matches. I just remember that one. I mean, I like you said for good reason, but like it, it completely overshadowed the whole like that. I mean, if it wasn't. If that match wasn't there, it would have been a. I mean, like it was. I don't think it was a good pay per view for them. Bash to the beach. I don't think it was that entertaining, uh, at least for me. But of course, I don't know the whole thing. I wasn't watching pre building up to this. What was going on? But if it wasn't for that match at the end, I, I, I would. It would have just absolutely stunk. Yeah. No, I'm with you on that. Um, and that it's, it's kind of where I was at in WCW for a long time. Like their match quality, it was not as entertaining. Like Harlem Heat, they they fought the Steiners in the pre-show. That should have been on the main card. Yeah, I was gonna say why would why isn't Harlem Heat on there? Well, I got mm-hmm. I mean, like I, I didn't really care for the Steiners either, but I like Harlem Heat. I like like them. I love the Steiners. I wish they were in WWF longer, but and I was wishing like when when we had Big Papa Pump and he actually came in, like he wasn't like his back. He was just using abuse, like he was not in good shape. Mm. He was not in good ring shape. Like the whole fucking invasion contract bullshit with the AOL Time Warner merger and those contracts these guys had was fucking terrible. Yeah, but. that's kind of like where I'm at right now. So now I'm doing all the, I'll be doing the WCW Monday Night Nitros now, post 96, uh, Bash at the Beach. And, uh, yeah, 
And, the thing uh, that I don't understand, and I and I and I would love to hear about this, and I probably have, like, I got to go back to the, um, something to wrestle with podcast because I'm sure they talk about it. You'll get to SummerSlam 1996. Stone Cold's coming off this King of the Ring win as the King of the Ring winner. He's on the pre-show for SummerSlam. He's not even in the main card. Really. He he comes out and like he's yapping at Vince McMahon on, on at the table, uh, during Raw the next the Monday night after. Yeah. Oh, did you watch Raw right after? Yeah, that's awesome. Because then like I had that I had a week of Raw. I think I watched two episodes of Raw before Bash of the Beach was kicking off. So then I went to Bash of the Beach. And now I got to do WCW the uh, Monday Night Nitro after the Bash of the Beach. And then I'll go on and do, you know, alternate. Because WCW was live at that point, so I want to watch that before I watch the Monday night of that Raw. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that makes sense. Man, I got a tickle in my throat. Ugh. Still a little bit sick from last time I met yeah. you. I met up with you. Still dealing with that a little bit, huh? A little bit. Still, it's like it's just sitting right in the lungs, but I still sound good, I think being recorded so so yeah i mean in today's wrestling world uh the rock is no longer fighting roman at wrestlemania it's uh roman um a lot of people believe it's the fans uh reaction to everything you know that we were talking trash about last time yeah um the fans reaction that led to this and very well could have been and there's a lot of rumor that rock is turning heel which he's Starting to cut promos and say things to to make make that seem like that's true. I think what's going to happen is uh, Rock is going to double cross Roman and help Cody win, or at least not necessarily help, but maybe prevent the other bloodline from interfering in the main event to give Cody the fair shot because that was the okay. reason why he lost last year. All but right. that's just me thinking. Um, I don't know, you know, I don't know what's true, what's not, but. I would think that that would be an easy story to tell because mm-hmm. that's going to save the rock and the, and the graces of the fans. Um, maybe we'll get rock first Cody or rock first Raymond or Roman at SummerSlam. I don't know. Uh, we'll see, or maybe they're going to build it for the following year. Like, you know, Roman wants his revenge on the rock or whatever, mm-hmm. but realistically, I don't think the rock has many years left and I don't think he's going to dedicate a whole nother off season uh, because if he gets in a movie deal, like he can't, he can't not, he can't wrestle. Yeah. So, yep, we shall see. Yeah, so that's right. uh, well, that, that's my update for my wrestling journey. Well, awesome. Well, Josh, I mean, Ugh. in terms of the journey, I think uh, unless you got anything else you really want to get into, I think this is a good time to take this journey. Off into the sunset, mm-hmm. prepare for Friday, prepare for the weekend, and just be good people. What are you thinking? I agree. But we're always good people, you and I and Dylan. Yeah. I'd like to think so. I'd like to think so too. I think I think we're we bring the goods and we're good. Here's a quote that somebody shared. My ducks are absolutely not in a row. 
I don't even know where some of them are. And I'm pretty sure one of them is a pigeon. Mm. So that kind of describes my reno project right now. Um, but uh, not because it's a, it's a shit show, but because every time I turn around, I have to sneeze thousands of dollars. Um, yep. You know, just in areas where you thought that you would save like baseboard. Since when did fucking baseboard get so expensive? Used to be able to buy 12 feet for like four bucks. Now, 12 feet of like just primed wood, not mm-hmm. even finished. I'm not even talking about like that um, MFC or MCF or whatever, whatever, MEF or whatever it is. Um, I'm not even talking about that. I'm talking about just like primed pine, like bear pine. Fucking like 20 bucks for 12 feet. Think about that. Yeah, we need like seven hundred dollars worth of baseboard. Yeah, in this house. What the hell? Here we are, though. Joys of ownership. That's right. Oh, and it's and it's a lot of this is because these are all extras that I'm putting on. I'm adding to the fucking rental project, so there's always oh, extras. Okay, so this was like, a, even the original quote. Uh, no, the baseboard, the upstairs baseboards were not. Um, they were not. But when we ripped out the carpet and saw the huge gap there, oh, and I'm like, okay, well, that, well, we could have put like the shoe molding in or whatever, and it would have been fine. But A, I didn't want the shoe molding. B, I wanted new baseboards anyway because they weren't consi- the ba- the baseboards of the bedrooms didn't match the hallway in the living room. Mm. And I'm like, nope, I want them all the same. So we're just gonna rip them out and redo it. And it's great because the guy's got to refinish the floors anyway. So. Here we are. Here we are. Well, awesome, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you so much for tuning in to the All Bets Are Final Sports Podcast. Looking forward to another great weekend, another great week coming up. And thank you for tuning in. And with that, I bid you adieu.